0: T Media.
1: You are now listening to Cinema Crespadiso. on the fun. radio show. Everybody likes it. Listen, Listen to a shit. shit.
0: to Cinema <laughs> Crespo Tissot.
2: church services start with a nice hymn yes crespo <laughs> loves me yes crespo loves me that's what the congress are singing and I, and I say their arms just spread out that's weird yes crespo loves me my podcast tells me soon <laughs> no? What, what, what go catch on no no I don't put a beat up put a beat under it I mean if it's
1: a hot beat it doesn't really matter what you're saying on top that's true <laughs> Isn't that the sad truth <laughs> I mean a lot of hip-hop music were like that beats hot hot beat and what they're saying is
2: garbage it's, uh, yeah I mean who cares what they're saying or maybe it's uh, you just don't know what they're saying. Like, you're not on their level. know what I mean? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Chris Christmas. This is Jersey Cochran. How you doing, Drew? What up, Chris? <laughs> can't, can't that's that. a little trial. trial Can't forget that part. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess that's going to be part of the show. Okay, episode 382 is underway. We're doing the thing. Uh, movie theaters still closed, but states are reopening. We're gonna talk I mean, a little bit. We're, we're going to talk about that in the second half, though. A L- little bit. This, uh, it's been a whole week of... Of developments, of, of uh, states with plans differing from other plans, workers, and uh, sickness, and etc.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, See how it all
2: goes. It's, crazy. it's a crazy world out there. I will say this, uh, until California opens enough for there to be um, movie theaters are operating, ain't no movies coming out. I mean, true that. I mean, let alone China, the Chinese market not being available. You think they're like not at gonna all? Release? Period. You think they're not going to release movies if they ain't got California? I mean, we'll see. We will see. We'll find out. We shall find out. Again, we're talking about that in the second half. Plus, we got some emails, we got some Facebook comments, uh, and a whole bunch of stories that I pulled throughout the week, and at least half of them not COVID related. Isn't that cool? It is. One day we may be able to get through a show without having to mention it. I mean, eventually. 2021, maybe? I'd say before then. Really? I like your optimism. <laughs> Let's hear it for Jersey Coburn's optimism. Yeah. Jersey <laughs> Coburn, we watched uh, Bad Education. We did. On HBO. Correct. I meant to look this up and I forgot to. I thought this was going to come out in theaters and then did it get pushed to HBO? That normally doesn't happen. Little I don't it, know, though? but, but, it, but it,
1: it does feel
2: like I saw a
1: trailer for this movie in the theaters.
2: And I feel like I've been seeing promotional images for it for like a year and a half, two years before okay. it finally came out. Mm. So I feel like this is something that got slid to streaming services a while ago. Um, that maybe they had higher hopes for it. And then when they saw it, they're like, yeah, it's good enough. I mean, it was good enough. It was good enough for what it was. I thought, I thought it was fine. I liked it. The
1: uh, the 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 young white guy, the one that uh, the guy who played his student and then whatever. Yeah, uh, he was. Uh, that's the white
2: guy from Blind Spotting that I saw recently. Oh, okay, okay. Now, meanwhile, the other guy from Blind Spotting is about to be on this uh, Snowpiercer show. Yes, so. correct. There you go. Those guys blown up. Never actually saw that. I should watch it. Maybe. It's
1: good. Yeah. Thanks for
2: watching. Um, Hugh Jackman playing a superintendent, right? School superintendent yes. of a very uh, well-to-do public school in Long Island City, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess is in New York. And uh the whole thing is about how uh, a good public school brings in affluent people. Mm-hmm. Who then raise? Uh, they bring up the property values of the area, which raises taxes, which brings in more money for the school, so on which so makes forth. the school better, which attracts, yeah, and it becomes a, a cycle like that. That's mm-hmm. education economics work. Mm-hmm. My mom worked at a at a school like, like that, that. Yeah. yeah, in 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 Jersey. It, the area was like the highest uh, per capita income, average income, or something household, mm-hmm. some bullshit like that. So it was a public school, but man, the 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 the. The students' cars were nicer than the teachers' cars. I, yeah. You know about that. I mean, yeah. Being an SRQ. hmm Those... Yeah. Uh, those uh, richie, there, are, there are lots of richie fucks out those, there. Those richie fucks. Those richie riches. I, I,
1: I know 16-year-old kids who had Benzos and Beamers.
2: Yeah, I knew uh, 17-year-olds who had their choice of car. Like, oh, yeah, the one I wanted. They didn't have the one I wanted, so I had to get this this thing instead. This other amazing car.
1: I was like, hey, uh, I paid a dollar for my car. I mean, it might be Mary Kay Pink, but, you know, fuck you. Hey,
2: I got a, had a Sundance Plymouth. <laughs> uh the windows in a roll down the seat was broken uh I don't even know how that thing was street legal actually uh-huh. I think we paid off the uh inspector guy there we go um so it's about how he's a superintendent and Allison Janley Allison Janney plays an assistant superintendent and in the beginning she gets busted pretty early on for embezzling And then how that cascades. Into everybody. And then, you know, realizing everybody's hand was
1: in the fucking coffin. Right.
2: How big the problem actually was. And I like how it's ultimately revealed at the very, very end with some on-screen text, how much money actually was taken. Mm -hmm. And you're like, whoa, it's a lot more than they alluded to. Yeah, it's a true story. Yeah, it is a true story. Uh, Early 2002-ish, right? Wasn't that the... Well, I mean, they they were talking about... They were flip phone crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was flip phone crazy. And uh, I think this is... This this must have been pre-9-11. 2000,
2: 2001-ish? Uh,
1: yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm pretty sure Like, this was one of those things that like it was going to be a huge news story. Yeah,
2: or it was a big story. And then, and, and then
1: everybody happened. just forgot about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's crazy how that happens, uh, yeah.
2: man. We Our attention spans can only take so much.
1: Oh, but so, I, I wonder what the big news story that we're getting uh, that's not being reported on right now oh, actually all, is. All sorts of stuff.
2: Because <laughs> there's too many things. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Hey, Chris. On the upside, for the first time in 18 years, we had uh, the month of March had no school shootings.
2: You want to <laughs> yeah, know why? Because there's been no school. Yeah. But uh, so you're, you're telling me a kid hasn't like shot his brother in their home?
1: Apparently not yet. <laughs>
2: <coughs> we finally figured it out. We finally figured it out. Also, we figured out that uh, all the CO2 emissions and everything like there was a huge new hole in the ozone layer like Bowl oh, of Alaska or something that, that well, just closed down well here that, 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 completely closed and stuff like that well that doesn't
1: that doesn't really have anything to do with the the CO2 emissions that are going on right well, now. Well,
2: no, it's part of not just CO2 emissions, but just worldwide. Everything's stopping.
1: Well, that is still, the whole Neozone layer had nothing to do with any of that.
2: So anyway, you're missing my whole point. My, <laughs> you're not even letting me get to my point. You're just blabbing over me. The uh, All the shit that we're doing thats what that, that could be like seen as a, a global warming playbook, uh, it's been the term that's not enough. Yeah. Completely not enough. Mm-hmm. So, uh, might as well just burn it all down. I mean, yeah. Burn it all down on our way out. Who gives a shit? And then see all the money that we can. Before they they catch us. And and then sit in jail? I mean... And die of COVID-19? It's fine. Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) Get yourself in solitary. Punch a guard really quick. Get me in solitary. Get me out of there. The uh, uh, Jackman doing his uh, likable, charismatic thing. You know, making it hard to uh, dislike him. Mm -hmm. But it is very kind of a predictable movie, though, in terms of, like, you know where it's going mm -hmm. and don't yeah. you know the point of the movie mm-hmm. so, i
1: mean yeah no i mean as, as as soon as that uh that high school news reporter is introduced i'm like okay so this is, yeah, right this is be- how it's going right from right <laughs> the, right the beginning
2: he's like uh, just keep digging there's more information it's like oh so you're encouraging like your own <laughs> your own executioner essentially uh-huh. right yeah I, it's such a trope but i guess was it it's real it's real nah. Sorry, maybe right. that's why it's a trope Ah, real life, truth is stranger in fiction, that type of thing. Uh, that like, If I wrote this, you wouldn't believe it cause, uh, but it actually happened so you have to believe it. Do I? No. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I like everyone. I like I like, I like Jackman, Allison Janney's good, uh, uh, Ray Romano continuing his uh, late Second career as a great character say, actor. Yeah, just sh-
1: showing up doing not comedy and being, at least in my
2: eyes, better been, than he's ever been. been good. <laughs> he's damn good. I'm like, I like, Ray Romano. What's going on? So, yeah, yeah. it's a good casting. It's, it's like pretty simply made, you know, straightforward. Not too flashy about it, but it works. I liked it enough. It's right where it belongs in HBO. Definitely right. Come for yeah. you. It was like two hours, hour fifty.
1: Yeah, yeah, roughly.
2: about there. It wasn't too, no. it wasn't too bad. Uh, not enough meat on its bones for a whole TV show. Uh, definitely needed more than just ninety minutes. No, to, I mean, that, to they, get into some of the characters. Yeah,
1: no, if they wanted to do a TV show with it, they would have. They they would need, have needed to have found some more wacky side characters to go They'd into. They'd
2: have to invent a whole Tiger King, uh, yeah, soirée mm-hmm. worth of weirdos. No. Yeah. Otherwise, it's pretty, yeah, it's kind of straightforward. So, Bad Education is fine. I can see why it was originally made to be, as I suspect, originally made to be, like, an awards contender. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. Yeah. And then eventually, they're like, eh, it's, it's good. It's just it's just good. It's fine. On the fine scale, it gets one eye. On the newly minted fine scale that we introduced last week. Can I get, like, a visual aid for this? <laughs> Shit, I should come up with, like, a visual, a visual. Fine, that I can then like accordion style pull Uh out to reveal the amount of eyes. Uh, The fine scale, Drew, um, on on one through five eyes. The least amount of eyes, the quote better the movie is. So you like the movie? It's fine, or it's fine. I give bad education. It's fine. Yeah, I give it one eye, but it's a quick fine. Yeah, one eye, a quick fine. It's fine. Yeah, that's the whole point of fine. It's you're never gonna be like, oh yeah, it's fine, baby.
1: I mean, you could if you wanted to be a gross weirdo. For me, a gross it. weirdo, yeah, I'd fuck
2: that movie. Would you?
1: Can I? I mean, you could. I can. I mean,
2: the movies just film as long as you get the film and then but, turn it into. But now it's ones and zeros. So I have to transfer that ones and zero into some sort of a corporal form.
1: Or I mean, you could just stick your dick in the computer.
2: I watch it on TV. I mean, I'm gonna stick my dick into TV. <laughs> Maybe it'll work. The TV won't work not when I'm done with it. No, 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 no. Nah, I can't go through another TV. Like,
1: and, I can't go through
2: another TV like that, and, you,
1: and you'll definitely never be able to look at it in the eyes again.
2: Mm. And I'm watching a lot of documentaries, so it's all eyes. It's all eyes all the time. Can't look at the TV. It keeps looking back at me. It knows, Chris. It remembers what you did. It, it, it a, it's a, this is the 2020 uh, version of the Telltale Heart. <laughs> It's like, oh, lo, the beating of that heart yells out to me, and the staring TV knows <laughs> I doth fucked it.
1: Okay. So apparently, we're bringing back the word doth in 2020?
2: We should. Because this
1: is a update. So. I mean, <laughs>
2: it's parallel to thought. Thought? Th- thoughty? What? Thoughty doth hottie known shant that TV fucketh. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that sentence made sense. I don't think it did. I'm su- I'm but sure okay, it did. I think I think I think you could
1: diagram that sentence. It might be grammatically correct for old English, <laughs> for a mixture of old English
2: and new slang, which I'm calling uh, old English times new slang. It's that. It's that new. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I'm working on this. one I'm working on a new dictionary. <laughs> It's a dictionary slash, uh, what's the dictionary version of a a book for grammar? Textbook. I'm working on a new textbook of of my new update to English. It's about time English gets updated. Uh, Significantly forward. I'm pretty sure there's an entire website that already does that. Which, Which one's that one? Urban Dictionary. Yeah, yeah, but that one's like it's fifty percent uh like bullshit, hilarious slang terms for jizz and jerking (laughs) off. So I'm trying to I'll I'll have a chapter for that, but uh, (laughs) it's not going to be the bulk of my of my work or my life's work, my future life's work, my life from here on out, obviously, because I haven't really been working on it from this this point (laughs) forward. (laughs) You've been working on it since when? (laughs) This brand new idea of yours. Uh, you know they say life begins at conception. I think I just conceived what my life is going to be. Uh, a madman wrote the, the first dictionary. A, a schizophrenic person helped write it, according to that Mel Mel Gibson movie. You know, oh yeah,
1: with yeah. Well, and according to that Ridley Scott movie, uh, Moses was just a dude who got hit
2: in the face with a rock. That's true. <laughs> so Moses was just a man with head trauma. Yeah. We can end drama. Dictionary was written by a man with mental illness. And the new slang English moving forward will be written by me. What that says about my mental deficiencies. I mean only history will tell when when I'm finally uh, uh vivisected. Okay. I just think it should be fresh. Necropsy, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> right away. If we can still find like a synapse fire in to, to measure what's going on in there that. I mean,
1: or we could just, you know, cut you open while you're alive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> saying, we'll it's, table it's this it's one. We'll, we'll figure this one out later. The logistics are a little messy. So to speak, uh, we watch a documentary on Enzion.org. They, uh, they've been put on like two to four new movies weekly. Week. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Uh, uh, emphasis on documentaries, which is fine by me. It's yeah. a great way to get to watch this kind of stuff. So we watch Stage, colon, The Q- Culinary Internship. It's pronounced stage. It's 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 written Stage, colon, The Culinary it, Internship. It's pronounced stage. It's, it's written Stage, <laughs> The just, Culinary so we watched this uh, this documentary about kids who work for free for nine months.
1: Uh, not kids. They, they are grown ass adults. Yeah,
2: they're twenty four and under. They're a bunch of kids. I mean, <laughs> there the was, law says there that was, you're there was eight, not there eight, was not one grown ass person at that, eighteen. In, uh, you're that an adult. Had. The only grown ass so. person was the uh, that and and how do you say his name? Ando-ney? Ando-ney? I have no idea. Antonio Uh the super mega amazing Spanish chef. Yeah, French guy. Uh, f- guy. Yeah, Spanish, Spanish guy. Spanish guy. Right? Spanish guy. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mugari, Mugaritz is the name of this mm-hmm. place. I've never heard of before. Yeah, well, it, I, it's because a we don't live
1: in Europe and b we could never afford to eat there. Right. I mean, yeah, we could. You got three hundred euros to drop on
2: food. I could say I get I'm spent. Yes. <laughs> I can make it a special occasion to then eat uh, an oyster's, kiss. <laughs> a <frozen> oyster's <laughs> frozen, kiss. A frozen oyster's kiss. A frozen oyster's kiss. They put that in front of me like, damn it, I paid three hundred years for this. <laughs> or
1: or, or uh, a piece of jellified pumpkin water that look, that looks like uh, you know an oyster or a clam, whatever yeah. the fuck that thing was. Yeah, they're
2: good at making things look like other things. No, And it's surprising some of the things they choose to make no. look like, uh, I want this. Like, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Okay. Um. So it's this gastronomy, right? That, oh, yeah. That's been over yeah. the last 20, 30 years. Uh, so nothing's normal. The, nope. like, I think the thing that everyone knows about is the um, the easiest parallel for people is the, the liquid olive. Yeah. That's a Jose Andres thing that everyone copies and mm-hmm. you can get them everywhere yeah. now. Uh, It's like all versions of that shit. You can't, you can't go in there and just get yourself a burger. Yeah, Now, Although, what if you can? I don't think so. Like, can you just make me a burger? I mean, they could. Yeah, maybe. And then it's like you watch them with the super. I mean, their faces super close to the dish I mean, as they tweezer on some little. I mean, it, it might I, It might
1: take them a while because they're probably gonna have to make you a bun from scratch and bake the bread. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, bread. yeah, no, we, we don't have we don't have anything that we That's need true. to make a burger. So, I mean, yeah, we're gonna have to make the mustard and the ketchup and this <laughs> and the other. That's very true. Because it's not like this is like a regular restaurant. They didn't even have that much. They didn't even have anything with bread in it. I mean, they were making that uh, weird that crispy, one, thing.
2: That crispy thing. Crispy thing, that, yeah. That, so that was a that was a, It was
1: unleavened bread.
2: Interesting. I'm trying to think about all that. It's a, a, a gorgeous film, right? Yeah. It Looks great. No, yeah. uh, I as I was watching, I'm like, so what's the difference between something like this, a food documentary, and um. Any number of, like, specials or TV shows we'd see or CNN specials Well, or I don't whatever. know. This
1: one, it, this felt a lot like uh, that movie SOM, where you're not really, you're not following the food so much as you're following the people.
2: Yeah, and they, they pick three or four people just like that, and, yeah. and they follow I their mean, journey over I mean, a course of time.
1: I guarantee you they picked all of the people, and these were the only three people that were fucking camera worthy. <laughs> oh, sure. They interviewed a lot of people. <laughs> like,
2: these are the ones that didn't wash out or, uh-huh. or were actually interesting to talk to. Yeah, so you end up only following three or four. But yeah, it's all about a nine. They, they So it starts with these people, 30 people. Yep. Get selected for a nine-month internship at a at a super fancy restaurant where they learn the menu and then spend nine months just serving it. Yep. Uh, you point out while I watch it, it's just a way for those places to have essentially mostly free labor. Yes. Lar- largely free labor. Yes, 100%. They do seem to, I mean, they give them uh housing. Well no,
1: I mean it looks like the housing together. food. Yeah. You know, I guarantee you they cover stuff like that but in, you know, a small Spanish town where it looks like, you know, that restaurant is the only thing around 4 miles. Mm-hmm. I'm sure like, it's pretty cheap true this that the other they probably you know bought a whole package it's probably just like an old whatever that's true yeah, so, yeah. um but yeah 30 people at zero dollars an hour for nine months that's a good
2: way to make some money it's a very good way to make some money uh for your for your highfalutin dishes and then at the end of that they picked like 10 people to go through their r&d period mm-hmm. uh where they'll help develop next year's menu at mm-hmm. the next group of uh, free labor uh, will then uh, work on it, yep. and, and the cycle continues. And it's uh that gives it like a nice clear, um, uh, like a path, so to speak. It gives the story some rails. We have an an end goal for some people. We have an end date. It's not something that's going to go on forever. Uh, like it reminds that reminds me of this that matter of taste documentary. Um, it's like uh, serving up Paul lebron or whatever his name was and uh this woman was uh, doing a documentary on him and just started filming him in the 90s and i was like i don't know i don't know where this thing ends it, it ends when he dies yeah <laughs> except they're like shit i just need to put this thing out so uh it ends up being a documentary that covered like 10 12 years of his life uh which ends up being an incredible thing like uh, this this over the course of two hours you see a decade of this dude it's like boyhood uh no. but for real mm-hmm. this one is nine months Similar, but, you know, that's not too long.
1: No, and and they don't, like, since we're only following so many people, you know, you don't really get, like,
2: deep diving into stuff. Yes, only a handful of them, and you get touches of what their personal lives are like and who they are. Uh, I think what sets it apart from being, like, a TV, made-for-TV documentary, is that the cinematography, at times, they do some flourishes where some time-lapse stuff, or... Um, shots of the food as they talk about it and present it that it takes care and time to do. And, uh, I mean, I thought it was quite good. I actually, I thought, I liked it. I thought it was a good documentary. It's also like only 80 minutes. It is. Yeah. They probably could have had another, they could have done another 10 minutes worth.
1: Yeah, if they wanted to. Maybe maybe they just didn't feel
2: like they had it. It's kind of surprising that they would shoot for nine, ten months with all these people and be like, yeah, we we couldn't get a full 90 out of it. We still only did like 80. But it, it's a good 80. Um, I can see why I would have played at the Florida Film Festival. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a Florida Film Fest type movie. Yeah, because yeah. they love food docs. And this is a pretty good one. And it was 12 bucks on the inside. Yeah, of the okay. where, 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 Yeah, It's mm-hmm. worth. I think it's worth that for sure. Totally. Um, Especially because you split it. And then it's also so European. Yeah, they split it with the theater. It's very European because... Uh, the the, the nine-month stage is not a three-month stage. That's not a thing here. In, no.
1: In America. There,
2: outside of a, There's
1: a, like the one-day stage, maybe.
2: Maybe. But that's about it. Maybe. <laughs> and then it's like, you going to pay me for this shit or not? Because yeah. now I'm leaving. Um, when did that stop? Was that ever a thing in America? I don't think it ever.
1: Well, it, it's just because that Europe has a much older culinary
2: legacy. Yes. So.
1: hmm feel like I just don't ever think it ever happened. it just I've, never popped up over here. Yeah, I feel like we, as a
2: country our legacy it's only been it's only started in the last couple of decades.
1: Well no, exactly. And we, and remember this country was formed by Brits who have notoriously awful food and palates. Yeah, they, yeah, their food so, their
2: food has only recently been getting better again thanks to globalism yeah. and, and food network and shit like yeah. that. Uh, so, yeah, and then like we're coming to our culinary uh, uh, bona fides at the end of our empire's run. That's no good for us. I mean, how can we how can we influence the world uh, when we're crumbling around us? Like, oh, look at this great food. It's like, yeah, but you're
1: we can't, trash. We, we won't anymore, Chris. I know, it sucks. So, <laughs>
2: so we're just going to have to enjoy this food stuff for ourselves. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and know that we have more to offer to the world outside of uh, pestilence and decay and destruction. And uh and orange presidents. And orange presidents and pure hobgoblinery. Hobgoblin-ry. Ooh. <laughs> I like um, Twenty
1: Twenty. Hob- the year of hobgoblinry
2: hobgoblinry <laughs> Uh say that ten time times fast. No. I refuse. That's when he appears. <laughs> he Appears standing behind you. Um yeah, I would recommend people checking this out. I It's probably going to be... I could see it ended up on a Amazon or Netflix or something like that, obviously. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully. Hopefully, it should. I don't recall what the distributor was. It didn't have any no. big name distributor lined up for it ahead of time. Not that I remember. It wasn't like a Magnolia or anything. Yeah. So, uh, boy, I would recommend... If you are like food documentaries and you're into the culinary world and seeing how hard some people really work at it, my favorite part of it? watch him clean make him make him clean scrubbing down standing on things cleaning other things so much of my life yeah but they're doing it right though so much of my life they're doing it right everyone's throwing in they're all doing it vigorously and everything stainless steel is being being wiped down and all that muck being swept into it's good it makes me mad when i see people try to argue that like all kitchens are always dirty and that's just the way the kitchen is like nah it's just because you lazy fuck
1: well i mean they were kitchens uh, can be clean they were at least you know nice enough to not show like the floor during
2: service during service you, yeah, you can't no, <laughs> no, during service i get it. i've seen the floor of a burger king during service it's when they're not busy and looking at the floor i'm like why is this floor still dirty <laughs> If you've got time to lean you got time to clean we all know that. I'm aware Chris. We all know that. Stage. <sighs> Stage. Stage. The q internship. Uh us get to our media diets. What happened on the... On, well, what we doing in the shadows this week? What was this week's one? Uh, the Superb Owl. Superb Owl Party. Yeah, that was good stuff. The Superb Owl Party is fun. The Superb Owl. Uh, just going over to his neighbor, his neighbor's house. Oh, no, wait. No, that was no, last week. No, that was the week, week before. Yeah, no, this one. Oh, no. going over to his G- neighbors. G- Guillermo. Uh... Oh, he goes to the... Uh, he finds the underground yeah. vampire uh, hunters uh-huh. with Craig Robinson. Yeah,
1: but, but this, this time they, they go to a house and they think it's Laszlo's house, he, but yeah. it's not. They're like, eh, maybe they're not vampires. And then it's just a house of vampires anyway. And it's still a house of vampires. Yeah, And he ends up killing all of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, yes. That's goodness. That that Guillermo, good. familiar slash
2: vampire slayer. Like <laughs> uh, familiars are normally very codependent, uh, uh, pathetic people. He looks like Hammer that. Shakes. <laughs> that's not. That's not true, actually. <laughs> oh, Guillermo, yeah, it's, it's fun, enjoyable. That was episode four already. Mm-hmm. God, where's the time going, Drew? I mean, tonight they, they did put out two right away. Chris,
1: tonight's the season finale of
2: Westworld. Westworld, man, it was all like there's just one more thing, to do. <laughs> so important. Whatever the last thing was, it was
1: the most important thing <laughs> that you ever needed to hear ever, well, and you didn't. Which is why we
2: guarantee we leave it for the last thing that we say, uh-huh. just so we can get shut down by that EMP. Um, man, that was a wild episode. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. I will say though, it is. I don't not. Uh, it's like they could have done what's his character, Caleb. They could have done his character's backstory faster. Yeah. Like they didn't have to spread over a whole episode. But then the way they worked it in with his um uh, his suppressed memories well, and no, his I day mean, back and all that. exactly. I mean it, it yeah. makes sense. I mean
1: we, we we were learning along with him.
2: Sure, which I understand. So it doesn't feel narratively cheap, but I have also do sort of feel like, yeah, I've been there. Like, how many times are we going to see someone where a guy like or a person recovers their lost memories? Like, oh, the thing that I thought was actually something different this whole time. And no, no, I'm changed, bitch. I'm so in from to say bitch. Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't. <laughs> It'd be one, weird. One time, <laughs> he looks at Rehoboam bitch. and he's like, science, bitch. And then, and, then he, and, then he, and then he whispers it, hoping no one else will hear, bitch hand over his well I mean if uh, I, I mean if they can,
1: if they continue uh, with this storyline I mean we're definitely getting Aaron Paul next season I mean we, we, right because we,
2: he's supposed to be the human bringer down of uh, humankind yeah yeah so he's he's yeah. the he's the he's John Connor he's the vessel he's John Connor he's reverse John Connor Yeah. he's uh, a Con Johnner the backwards version. he's Con <laughs> he's old Con uh yeah man it's a wild show. I'm loving it. everyone in it. Everyone is awesome. Yeah. It's weird. Mm-hmm. We've come a long way yeah. from the uh, from the theme park that breaks down. Mm-hmm. The cowboy theme park. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, man. It's funny how for the first six episodes, it's like, that, that's happening. And then for the last two, it's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, everything's happening. Everything's happening. Everything's happening at the same time. Slow down. Slow down. Yeah, no. It's super interesting. It's super interesting. Thanks the last episode. Looking forward to, to watching and finishing it up. I
1: just want to know how many copies of Dolores are going to survive. There's...
2: When one of them has gone rogue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What,
1: what, what are we going to call her? Are we, are we
2: going to call her Holorus? Holoris I, whole, whole, hey, uh, Loris? Or she's Singed singe, Lorus? Oh, the burned one? Yeah. <laughs> she's the burned one. That's what they'll call her in the future. Yeah. And then the burned one saved them. Uh, and then it back the other two uh, 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 past characters. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. The way they, mm-hmm. they brought her back. That's a fun scene. Uh, yeah, it was it was really good. Really enjoying it. Season three, I can't wait it's only season three. Uh, I made this discovery on uh, a little birdie told me on Twitter that this comedy that was only on CISO. Remember CISO? No, no one remembers no. CISO. CISO was uh, a comedy streaming app okay. uh, produced put out by NBC.
1: Didn't last very long.
2: It did not last very long. They they funded it for a couple of years, produced a bunch of shows for got. Oh, they had Monty Python on there and Kids in the Hall. They signed those away from uh, Netflix when they started up, um, and then NBC went ahead and shut it down because they knew they had Peacock coming anyway, mm-hmm. right? Which is uh, coming this summer. Uh, one of the shows that they produced, and I only watched one episode. That they put on for free on YouTube was Bajillion Dollar Properties. Remember we talked yes. about this a while mm-hmm. ago? And it's a uh, spoof show of all those like... Million Dollar Properties. Million Dollar Properties, House Hunter shows mm-hmm. type of thing. Uh, about a super competitive real estate agency. What's that one? The Shaws of Beverly Hills. It's one that I've seen an episode or two of accidentally. And uh, Keep telling yourself that It goes. was a pure accident that the, the TV keeps going back to that channel and Right when the show was on And, it, I, and then, and then and, I lose the remote
1: and, and, and then it happens to stay on for hours on end And you don't know how it happens every time
2: I can't peel myself away from a TV I'm frozen, paralyzed, in place Anaphylactic shock uh, It's on Pluto TV or maybe, maybe you're getting succubist Like you're watching you, TV You know, that's possible too oh. It has eyes Like you fucked me, now I'm fucking you <laughs> Damn it, TV. Drew told me to do it. He said it would make me feel better. He uh, said it might. I hear what I want to hear, okay? Oh. So, Pluto TV, uh, it's a, an obnoxious app to use. I, I I loathe its functionality. I really do. But it has the Jordan Dog Properties, all Juicy in four seasons of the show that they did oh, on see. So, I know, right? <laughs> God damn is correct. Uh, so, I rewatched the first episode and then the second one. Uh, maybe even the third? Did I watch two or three episodes? It was late. Uh show is a goddamn delight full of uh, uh, guest stars. I mean, already Adam Scott, Jason gets popping up in there. I'm really liking it. bajillion dollar properties. Watch it on Pluto TV. It'll probably be available on, um, on Peacock when that comes out, which is going to be free and then you can pay for upgrades. Fuck that shit. So, I mean, I'm not paying for nothing. I ain't paying for nothing either, but if it's going to be free. And I'll take all the free I can get. You tell me I can watch Friends again for free. <coughs> <clears throat> Are you going to have Gross. Friends? I thought Friends was also on HBO. Maybe they're on both. No idea. I
1: don't, yeah, know. I don't know.
2: No, we're not Friends. Excuse me. I don't know who owns his rights. The Office. Friends is going to um, HBO Max. Coming out uh, in a few weeks here. And The Office is on Peacock. Uh, both of those previously on Netflix. And then everyone was like, "Oh shit, Netflix losing their two of their most popular shows cuz people have reruns. People uh, losing their two most popular shows. They are going down. Uh Netflix added 14 million subscribers this quarter." Sounds about right. So, they're one of the companies making out like a bandit coronavirus in the pandemic. Pandemic bandits. We be we all walking around with a uh, mask in the grocery store looking like pandemic bandits. Uh not all of us though. There's still plenty of people without masks. And then there's like states that are reopening and shit. So even more people are like, see, I don't need no mask no more.
1: Yeah. I haven't worn a mask yet. And and you're fine. Yeah. But then again, I don't go anywhere.
2: So you also don't go anywhere. <laughs> um I'm almost done with this book. I'm going to go ahead and and I think I can recommend it for a number of reasons. Uh, First off.
1: Oh, uh, man, I'm going to laugh so
2: hard. If the last hundred pages just shits the bed. Yeah. And you come
1: on the next episode and you're like, don't read this book. Don't don't read this this book. (laughs) Um, I
2: I added added to my Amazon cart and purchased it because I read an interview like sometime last year. In which Keanu Reeves was like, uh, someone asked him, in the interview, What's, what are you reading these days? And he mentioned this book. It's called The Overstory by Richard Powers. And so I just clicked on it, added it. It came in. I put it on a shelf. Finally, I picked it up. I'm like, let me, let me read this fucking thing. And uh, it's about trees. The, about the trees of the world. It's about Dick Power. And it's, about, it's, it's by Dick Power. It's by Dick Power. It's by Dick Power. Dick Power. It, the Dick Power is evident, as you're because it's about trees. <laughs> erect into the sky. <laughs> very hard. Um, piercing right. the blue, <laughs> soft, blue, labial lips of the atmosphere. Um It's about trees, but it's about, like, it follows the lives of seven different people. Like, the first seven chapters are big chapters and they're all about different people. And then, like, the last two thirds of the book are how these people all intertwine mostly in this huge story. And trees and nature are a very big part of it. It's actually a very interesting book to read on the heels of that Earth documentary Mm -hmm. that we watched. And uh, I can pretty safely recommend it to people because. 400 pages in on a 500 page book like it's winding down I'm really enjoying it it's great I can definitely recommend it to everyone it's like a cloud atlas but with uh, uh, nature yeah Yeah. with trees with nature and then the uh, also I can recommend it because I was like a
1: 40 pages in so when they make the movie are they going to have like oak trees playing maple trees in one scene and then those maple trees will play a cypress tree in the next scene yeah but
2: then it goes backwards and they reveal oh shit it all started with a, a chestnut tree okay. over here in Philadelphia Oh, that's wild stuff um, I had one of those moments where I felt silly because I was like 40 pages in 50 pages I was like man this book is really really good and then I like I, 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 I close it to look at the cover and uh, right there i a big surprise God, yeah Man, this
1: this book's winning an award or something. Oh. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's like, uh, it's like I don't know if this book deserves my validation. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very good. The Overstory by Richard by Dick Powers. Good stuff. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. I'm going to finish it very soon. Um, I guess that's it for my for my. Did I have heard most of our What you get?
1: Uh, I watched a little four minute short on uh, Netflix called Soul Levante. It's the uh, first hand drawn HD anime
2: ever, I guess. The first hand drawn HD. So
1: it's hand drawn, yeah. but in HD. So I don't know how that works. How does it look? It looks fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's only four minutes long, too. It's just a quick little
2: Levante, boom. is that
1: one word? Uh, it's two words. Sol, S-O-L, and a- then Levante, uh, L-E-V-A-N-T-E.
2: Spanish, soul as in sun, Levante. Was that, V-A-N-T-E? I don't know what that means. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Yeah? Yeah. It's fun. I mean, it's four minutes long. Quick four minutes. What is yeah, it? Uh, it's beautiful. Is it a little action thing? Is yeah. Is it esoteric? It, it's mostly it, action. Mostly action. Yeah. Okay. Interesting, because you can do that without dialogue. Mm-hmm. That's why you do those kind of things. Uh, okay, so that's on Netflix. Uh-huh.
1: I also uh, started watching this series called Midnight Special on Netflix. A series called Midnight Special. It is. Uh, it's animated. Oh, that's an
2: animated thing. It, oh, okay.
1: It. So the animation, what, what's going on on the screen, mm-hmm. and what's going on on the audio, like ninety percent have nothing to do with each other. Okay. And then it's weird, because every once in a while, it does. So, like, it, it's more of, uh, it's, it's this guy who lives in this weird planet, and he has a machine that makes, alternate, uh, that makes uh, simulation univ- simulated universes. Okay. And he goes into each simulated universe and interviews somebody in that simulated universe. But it's actually, like, a real person. Mm-hmm. So, like, the first episode, he uh, interviewed Dr. Drew. And they were talking about, like, drug use and meditation. But while all that was going on, the animation was this guy and Dr. Drew played the president. And they were killing zombies the whole time. So, like, they were having these really deep conversations. And then all of a sudden, Dr. Drew would be like, hold on a second. And then, like, oh, my God, the zombies are over. And for, like, 30 seconds, they were in the animation. And then they were back to the interview. It's... It's really weird.
2: It is weird. It is strange. Sounds
1: strange. And Good that's the way, it, and that's the whole, every episode set up like that. And you're enjoying it? Liking it? I don't know. It? I don't know. Don't know. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know if I like it or not. Ooh, interesting. I like the animation. The animation's weird. Yeah. I. It's, it's weird listening to interviews with people who I have no idea who they are. Sure. So, yeah. you know, having no context with that's kind of strange.
2: They don't provide the context on that?
1: No, not really. Mm. They're just like, this is this person. And they start talking. And you're like, oh, I guess you must know something
2: about this, maybe. How long is each episode? Uh, like a half hour. Wow, that's pretty long. Mm. For one, like dedicated to one mm-hmm. interview? Yeah. Wow. That's weird. All right, I'm trying to look into it. I will right, well, look into it.
1: I also watched, uh, I guess it would be technically an anime because it's in that style. But it's called MFKZ. On Netflix, M F K Z. I guess it's based on a graphic novel called Kill Zone." I, I, I guess it's just motherfuckers, Mother- and it's basically Mother-fu- Oh, okay, sure. It's just it's just an action anime. It was fun.
2: Action anime on on Netflix. Yeah. Motherfuckers and uh, like, what's it like? What's it about? Like, is it about
1: anything? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's see- it, it's like basically three anime characters, but they live in a world where, like everybody else is human, except for these three. But the people don't seem to mind. I don't know what kind of strange universe they live in. It's weird.
2: So that it, sounds muddled and confusing. It is, but you're liking it. It's fine, just fine. It's a TV show or uh, it's a movie. It's a movie. Okay. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's animated, so you can, okay. you can get away with certain things. That, that is, You know what? That's the truest damn thing. Okay.
1: And then I watched all of Devs.
2: I'll oh, wait, wait. all right. Here we go. Devs, all, that's eight episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I've only watched the first two episodes, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll get on I'll, I'll get on it. Mm-hmm. But they do, right away, it feels like at the end of episode two, lets let you in on uh, Nick Gofferman's character. Like, this is what he wants. Here's his ultimate go. I feel like someone else would have made that, like, the ultimate reveal. Like, the why of what he's doing.
1: Oh, no, the ultimate reveal at the end is so much better. Yeah, it goes, <laughs> it, it goes
2: apparently beyond that, oh, okay, oh, wise, which oh, yeah, is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it made me happy to see that. Yeah. All the, we're already at this point in episode two.
1: Well, no, Well, my whole thing was, like, I'm watching this, mm. and, like, at the end of episode six, I'm like, there's still two more episodes. What the fuck is going on? Oh, wow. Like, this, that's, that's like fun. It, for, it, for all intents and purposes, like... The story that I thought was going on... Yeah, yeah. ...was done after episode six. Right. And I was like...
2: And they're going to keep going. They have more to do. What
1: the fuck is going on? <laughs> That's funny. So, and then there were good episodes. Oh, fuck. Too. Yeah. yeah. Dude. I mean, dude, written and directed by Alex Garland. Yeah. Man knows what he's doing. Alex Garland is good. Especially when it comes to uh, super deep sci-fi stuff.
2: Yeah, for sure. The, and the, I was the, wondering... speculative sci-fi. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to... There's something that I noticed like in episode 1 and it, because i crushed it all in one day like i didn't have a chance to like go back yeah, yeah. and research what i thought i remember seeing yeah yeah and now i can't talk about it cuz it'll i just realized it'll ruin the whole fucking It'll be fucking all spoiler oh yeah.
2: shit spoiler alert yeah no it, it, ruins, it ruins everything <laughs> i mean it, it just ruins life in general you, you, well no you, but, but it, uh, you wake up in the morning with a sour taste in your mouth yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh i so, get it i get it okay I'll watch it. I'll watch it. And, yeah, no, it's t- uh,
1: t- yeah, it's silly with watching. It was a lot of fun.
2: We can talk about that kind of stuff. That's on Hulu, people. Effects on Hulu. Get on it. Yes. Uh, there's got to be a cheap way for people to still get Hulu, right? Uh,
1: I mean, I have mine through my your, Sprint. You your, gave it to me. You
2: got yours through your Sprint. I got mine through Spotify. Uh, they, they're just like giving that shit away. Yeah. Uh, and now that. You can get bundles with ESPN and Disney. Yeah,
1: and, and now that, you know, they're doing this whole
2: FX on Hulu thing, it's. Way cool It is It actually uh, It propped up the value Of Hulu quite a bit Yeah it did. Mm-hmm. Um, So is that it For your media deck Yep Alright mm-hmm. great timing Here we go We're gonna take a break For the half uh, Here I'm gonna play a song I'm still using the groove pad Here's a groove pad Jingle Jingle jangle That I wrote And it needs a name This song is called uh, Indoor Farmer's Market uh, Colon Django Unchained <laughs> Thor Ragnarok Uncolon I don't know where that's Uncolon Uncolon Uncolon. That's what. That's how you. That's how you uncolon. That's how you. That's you close something, right? Uncolon. Got a colon and then a subtitle and then an uncolon. Uncolon. Yeah. Okay. The uncolon. Okay. It's the con genre of of grammatical <laughs> okay. punctuation. Okay. It reverses everything. Sure. And it's like yeah. it's the mm-hmm. it's a grammatical version of the human yeah. helping the robots win. Mm-hmm. Caleb was an uncolon.
1: I think you need to take some English classes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Me fail English? That's impossible. All right, here we go, guys. We're taking a break. We'll be right back with the second half of the show. me a gun and i will that's what that song's about right dude he's just asking somebody to fucking kill him to suicide me no can you please suicide me take me out take me out take me out bro i i i want to die but i don't want to do it so suicide me for me please 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 suicide me i beg you
1: That's the sound of him getting hit with a bat over and over and over again. I
2: don't know why I'm leaving here. Is that what he's saying? I'm leaving here
1: with you. Yeah, no, because you won't be leaving here with me because you'll be dying, and everyone dies alone. Oh. See we we're, we're we're unlocking we're the figuring deeper meaning the deeper
2: meaning behind <laughs> Friends Ferdinand's take me out. Thank, welcome to Friends Ferdinand So I'm your host, Chris Crespo, with my co-host Cogman. We are breaking down Friends Ferdinand's Seminole album. How's the name of that album? I don't know. I listen to it a lot. <laughs> it's really good. Oh uh, boy Email cinema CrespoDiso at gmail.com We have a Facebook group cinema CrespoDiso Instagram cinema CrespoDiso Twitter just At CrespoDiso The whole thing didn't fit One letter too long um, I am on Twitter at I am Chris Crespo. There is an at Cogburn account But it is not DrewsterCogburn It is an impostor they do a better job than I. But he looks pretty good, so I his stuff. And, uh, he or she, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, every,
1: everybody retweets. He retweets. He or she retweets other people's stuff. Yes, yeah, they're better. It's, it's an actual Twitter
2: account. Better than better, better Drew at the social media. Yeah. So we'll take it. We'll take it, stranger. Whoever you are, uh, Drewster Cogbird is also on Instagram at antihero four uh, one nine. Don't bother. It, but it's like us, uh, the Sasquatch in the woods. The... Don't bother. You me. have to follow them if you even dare to glimpse a sighting, but don't expect one. No. <laughs>
1: <Don't> <laughs> I mean, yeah. actually, recently I went back onto my Instagram and deleted every picture I had on there. So now it is empty.
2: Oh, really? Yes. Even, like, the art stuff <laughs> that you've of, done? All of it. Um, all gone. There's some good stuff on there. Uh, okay, and then also, uh, I think that I cover... Oh, and then, of course, patreon.com slash So... Uh, we just released our Universal Soldier episode, and this week, what do we have coming up? A classic, of course, an action classic featuring some of your favoritist, amphibious ninjutsu practitioners. Fa- uh, that's the, all the information I'll give them. The favoritists, are, like, are they like the separatists? They are, but they, they, <laughs> the separatists want to leave, but the like I think I should stay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Be cool, bro. They're to be cool, bro. Uh, cowabunga dudes, if you will. The favoritists. Um, okay, patreon.com. Uh, we have actually an email about our Patreon episodes, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, first, I want to talk about our Facebook group where I post a post in there. I post a post. That's a thing. I use it, the same word as a noun and a verb. It happens sometimes. It's English. That's part of the new English. Fuck you, you fucking fuck. What if it's like new metal? No, no, and, 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 no, and and umlaut you, umlaut, and no, umlaut, umlaut, lot, Oh, it's the
1: new old English at, at, at this point in time. Somebody will smack you through the internet for that
2: one. I, you know what, they they will, but uh, who's laughing all the way to the bank? Not you, all the new metal guys, <laughs> they're still going strong. Are they? There's a, I assume they just everyone's laughing at that one guy who put out the video of him doing the Nirvana song. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, dude, this is so funny. So uh, I'm not going to play it because you can hear it on a thousand other podcasts. But uh, who was the guy from Not Nickelback and Not Stained? One of the Puddle of Mud. Oh,
1: with two Ds. Yeah, come on.
2: They're all interchangeable uh, that singer who isn't even quote, he's not even a good singer anyway. Yeah, not no. even on the, like the stain guy, you could arguably see as a style, Aaron, well, whatever, Aaron Lewis. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and even since and, and he's on and, pitch. I was about to say, and the thing is like, since Stain is broken up, like Aaron Lewis still makes his own depressing, sad music. He's still, still, he's still, <laughs> he's still
2: doing it. He's still doing this thing. Um, so, uh, they did a virtual, like whatever. I think this was for pandemic stuff. Maybe it was just already out there. And then they just came out. Um, They did a cover of Nirvana's uh, About a Girl, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. classic song. Uh, This guy's not a good singer already. I'm almost positive listening to it that he is trying to do a Cobain. Kurt Cobain was mm-hmm. already an Aaron Lewis style iffy singer mm-hmm. where at least he's like on pitch. He can hold a melody. Yes. I mean, it's not it,
1: necessarily sounds good. And somehow the crackling voice people loved.
2: Yes. <laughs> that crackle voice. That was part of his thing. Yeah. And this guy tries to do the crackle voice. Uh-huh. And it is bad. Uh-huh. It is bad, bad, bad. And then it's just them like on uh, like a video stream like uh-huh. doing it. So that they don't even get to mix it down or anything. Um, so it's like. it's like a- So those guys are thought they're doing it. It's like uh you know Godsmack
1: was just uh basically just trying to do Alice in Chains covers
2: to the point where they named their band after an Alice in Chains song mm-hmm. uh their logo was a rip off of the Alice in Chains logo mm-hmm. uh, they, they they ripped them off wholesale and got more popular yeah so yeah, uh, shout Am- out sh- amateurs create Chris. A- and professional steals. <laughs> so, so shout outs to the new school. That's how we're gonna do things around here from the to
1: Welcome to the I- new. I- are you? Are you, sp- are you spelling it school with a K as well? Are we? Are we gonna really be that cool?
2: So it's N U O M L A T O L D E. New oldie. <laughs> new, new, it's a new old English. The new old school. It's new. It's the new old English. It's like old school, but it's old English. <laughs> Something,
1: something about this whole thing just makes me want to vomit. And then, and then imagine a tattooed across to, my stomach in... In Old English. No,
2: part. in Comic Sans.
1: Oh. <laughs> Actually, I think it would be better if you like, did it in Japanese. Oh, that'd be <laughs>
2: That'd be good somehow get new old english but in japanese in in japanese that would have to be like down my shoulder or something like that oh no oh no on the side no right there right there no 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 oh the middle center belly that's where my dick sword goes (laughs) like brock (laughs) lesnar that's where my dick sword is going he's got that big old dick sword on his chest i can't put it on the center it's got to go on my ribs Like I'm a 16-year-old barista. (laughs) No,
1: no. I wanted to go down the side. That way,
2: as you get older and as you get fatter, the tattoo grows with you. No, the better. That that has a cross thug style (laughs) is where you you get some good stretches going for me more than the up-down. Okay. Plus, again, dick story. It's got to be right in the middle. <laughs> All right, so. The question so, is so, so is, so it, is new, it pointing so, up or down?
1: So, 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 new old in Old English font, that thick
2: black Old English font, so
1: it really stretches and distorts.
2: Yeah, and, and turns gray. It starts black, black. But by the time I'm 45, it's oh, great. The funny
1: thing is, like I'm closing my eyes and I can see it all. And it all looks so funny. You can, see, you can see why I was smart enough not to get a tattoo.
2: Once I got old enough to think about it. Oh, but the dick sword on the chest. No, that's staying. That dick sword is not going anywhere. It's going to start as a dick dagger. But then it'll grow into a bit of a sword. Are you going to get the, uh, the knuckle rings in there like Brock Lesnar has? Does he have knuckle? No, uh... I think he's
1: got knuckle rings on his dick sword knife.
2: Oh, I haven't examined that closely. I think so. I, think so. I should, if I'm not mistaken. So it's a it's a a, brand, a, a a brass knuckle punch a guy in the face and then also slash your throat. Like, what's the point of that? This double weapon. It's like, oh yeah, it's I I I have a grenade, but it's also a gun. Like, you just need one of those things. Why is it both? Uh, people are so violent and weird. What are we talking? about? Oh, we're doing a show. Yeah, it does. Yeah it totally does His dick sword has a Brass knuck yeah. handle Yeah Yeah I knew I was right What a weirdo <laughs> What a fucking weirdo Who well, apparently lives Completely off grid He has some Ranch in Montana Where he's uh, Hey good for him he, If you want to If you want to call him You have to schedule a phone call And he'll go to A, 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 a poll At the end of At the end of his property Where there's a phone Good for him <sighs> What, what, what were we doing? Oh yeah, that's right. Dick Sword. We got so that we had a little sidetrack here. So anyway, it's a new old English and uh, features a lot of Dick Swords with brass knucks. <laughs> this episode makes no sense. No, it doesn't. it makes no sense.
1: We, we, really, we really went off the rails on this one.
2: Oh, is that Clementine? <laughs> Let me mark that one off. For special occasions, a <laughs> Clementine, something special. Uh, okay. So like I said, in the Facebook group, uh, I put up a, a post every week. I post a post. Oh, that's where we got there. And there's uh it's a comment slash question thread. And you can put a quick question in there or comment, whatever you want. And we'll address it. Maybe we won't if it's stupid, but mostly we're just looking for a tent to scream on. So Cogburn, uh, what's the post there? uh we got something from Mr. Matthew Lamont Burgess. What's up, Matt, a.k.a. Matt Celery, past guest of the show. Sent you a short film, would be interested in hearing a review of it. Yes, he did. I told him to go ahead and email it to us. Um, Resilient, 10-minute mm-hmm. short film. Watch it today. Drew, did you yeah, give it, it eyes? Yeah. All right. And he sent us an uh, email. It was kind of like a press release. He gave us all the information that we needed uh, but for our sakes Having known him He is the writer uh, Slash sound Slash um, producer mm-hmm. It's what he worked on uh, The director of photography When he was here uh, a few months ago It was like five months ago, six months ago already He was here to pr- produ- uh, promote his movie Survivor I Violet You uh, uh, Like a advent- uh, Survivalist horror Type mm-hmm. thing the DP of that is the director of this. Okay, and then they got a new someone new to do the DP work. Looks great, I think. It looks yeah. it looks very nice, very moody. Looks professional. It looks very right. Um, and uh, yeah. So to so do a if we could, if we could give a review if we want to do it spoiler free because it's just it, it's it, ten minutes short. Ten minutes short. It's just hitting the film circuit. Film circuit is on pause. Yeah. So that sucks. Uh, but he said, I think out of six festivals they submitted to, it got it got of the five of them. Okay. And uh, for being a 10 minute short, yo, that's good because yep. film festivals love them five minutes and under. Um, the longer, the short, the less of a chance you have of a plane. And uh, so 10 minutes, it gets in five out of six so far. That's great. Uh they probably if they completed recently they probably missed this year's Florida Film Festival entry point so by the time next year's Florida Film Festival rolls around uh, it'll have like a whole bevy of festivals that it's gotten into and then of course it'll play the Florida official Film Fest. Of blah 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 yeah exactly all those wreaths and everything that looks so mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. Um, so the 10 minute short about a girl who uh, experiences a loss early on and then the resilience is how she deals with this loss a personal loss and it's centered around dancing, mm-hmm. uh, college college age dancers. Seems like it. Roughly. Yeah. And it's essentially f- five scenes, maybe. Right? There's like opening. The car scene. Right? Car scene. Uh, grieving. There's uh, she makes a decision. I love my favorite part training montage get not that not that upbeat, but uh straight up like awesome montage mm-hmm. um and then like a, two more scenes of like the emotional wrapping up of what the story is about i thought it had a great ending yes i love how it ended uh again kind of a rocky thing the way it ended the kind of a
0: <laughs>
2: hmm made me think right away of um laying out the emotional stakes so that the overall events don't matter it's all about the personal growth mm-hmm. i can see why it got accepted into uh into film festivals as as a short I, I'll, I'll say this i've been a part of short films and like in 48 hour film fest productions mm-hmm. i've seen a bunch of short films i've watched a ton of short films over years uh of the films that i've been a part of i even made one in college that i i might have on vhs somewhere that if we could digitize and put out there I I mean I'm sure you could I might. I'm sure you could send it to Bill and I'm sure he could with his yeah, he, magical way. No, it can that's the technology can be done. No. It's finding the tape that's the issue. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um and then also my when I was eighteen, my cousin did like speaking of short films being the proper length, my cousin did like a forty five minute short film. <laughs> that's yeah, it's not a it's not a that, short, it's not a feature. No, that is These days so, that is it's that is
1: something weird in the middle that you know, what, you know what that is? That's a pilot. That's a pilot episode. That's, that, that's a pilot sh- for a limited series. We a, <laughs> so
2: we stupidly shot a pilot for a limited series. This is like 2000, pre-9-11.
1: You are 20 years ahead of the game on that one. Yeah, it's
2: ridiculous. Uh, if I can find it, I might still so have that. I should digitize that and put that out there, 18-year-old me. Uh, I drop an F bomb in there and my mom got so mad. She's like, mm-hmm. Why do you got a curse? I was like, He asked me to. He's a I mean, that's not the
1: worst thing that your mom's seen from videos that you've made.
2: By this point, yeah, no, it's different now. <laughs> and we'll let that hang out there for people to speculate. <laughs> because <what laughs> it's, you a, think. it's a great story. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a great, it's a great story. You'll never know people. It's for the specialty. Had to be there. Um, yeah, and then if I explain, it's like, Oh, that's what it is. Who yeah, cares? No, exactly. Uh, the. Yeah. Uh, of all the short films I've been a part of, uh, this was better. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so good job. Good job, Matt. And I want to say that just because you're a cool dude uh, who's been a, a listener since SBK Live days. He was an SBK listener on The reel, and then just having to continue supporting me along these endeavors. And uh, I'm super happy that we've been able to like promote some of his stuff. Yeah. So uh, I think it's pretty cool. I applause to everyone who made it. It's well done. And when it's available for more people checking out, let us know so we can share it with everyone. The plan was, we were already in preliminary. Like He tweeted at me. And it's was like, yeah, this is a good idea. This was supposed to start playing at, uh, not necessarily for a film fest, but they had like a, a theatrical screening set up for it at the end of March. Mm-hmm. So we were going to have them back in studio. <laughs> we ain't having no one in the studio, man. Sorry, the studio shut the fuck down. Uh, especially now that everything's reopening, you think we're gonna reopen the studio? Fuck no. Things are gonna get worse out there before it gets better. We're not gonna talk about COVID for a few more minutes. Um so resilient. Good stuff. We can't share the link because it was a private viewing link anyway. It's not open to the public. Uh that's what happened to when you're a film critic. Oh hey privileges. Hey. Uh what's uh what else we got on the that thread?
1: Uh Carmella asks what's up, Carmella? What is
2: Drew's favorite martial arts fighting style?
1: Hmm. I, mean, I don't probably... Ha- I'm not like a martial arts God damn guy it. like don't, Chris is. Don't
2: waffle. Answer the question. I'm just saying. He wants to know your preferred martial arts style. I
1: mean, it would probably be Krav Maga because it's oh, fucking brutal. It is brutal. <laughs> it, I got my it, fingers in you. Yeah, no, it's... It is not... It, it's... Because it's very it's very straightforward, yeah. And it's like it's no flashy stuff. It's no fucking around. It's no, not, it's not like oh here look at this. And it's just, no, I'm going to break your face <laughs> yeah. with my knee. Almost, almost like my fingers between your ribs. Yeah. yeah, like this is going to hurt a lot.
2: Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> so
1: yeah, something more along the lines of that probably. All right, Krav Maga.
2: Uh, I feel like yeah, had... this has got to be an Israeli action movie. Like where's the Krav Maga movie? I mean, right? Yeah, have like, we seen stuff like it? No. Uh, but same, John Wickley uses a lot of jujitsu. Jujitsu. Jiu-jitsu Batman uh, Christopher Nolan Went with Salat Which is the same thing used In the Raid movies
1: Okay Yeah uh, Yeah I oh, got yeah, lots of elbows and knees Yes <laughs> uh,
2: And then of course There's uh, Ong Bak So it's uh, You got the The Thai Muay Thai yeah. Which is uh, same elbow, thing. Elbows and knees yeah, Elbows and knees Uh Man, god! we could use a good, like, just brutal. <laughs> brutal.
0: Ha! Yeah. Oh,
2: it hurts! While uh, uh, bones breaking and, and rip being, uh, flesh being ripped. Uh.
1: So many vegetables would be destroyed in the ADR of that movie. <laughs> you
2: know how many pumpkins we got out of just, just a beat to death to make this sound right. Uh, Krav Maga there you go there's your answer Krav Maga Uh, is that it for that group yes alright there we go I shall deactivate the thread although I think I may continue using that picture from now on that's it that's a good picture Mm -hmm. I forgot it even existed yeah Uh, that was a thing but the Jerusalem Mm -hmm. Twitter account used it and I snagged it and that's how that account uh, continues its worth email cinemacrispiliso gmail.com we'll read them just like this
1: Uh, we got uh, email from Scott what's up Scott Mm -hmm. what's up Scott he's the man Memory is an unreliable witness. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I'd have sworn I'd seen at least 30% of Escape from New York. I'd have sworn I'd seen all of Universal Soldier. Mm -hmm. And yet... When I sat down to rewatch them for the sake of your Patreon pods, mm-hmm. just to jog my memory, I quickly realized I hadn't seen either of them at all. Wow! Zero memory <laughs>
2: jogged. Uh, which is, maybe you had seen them when you were a kid, but then just forgot about them. That and, happens. In fact, 30% of, of,
1: of Escape that I thought I'd seen mm-hmm. came mostly from Escape from L.A. <laughs> Turns out the only image I legit remember from New York was the President's Finger. Everything else, completely new. That's funny. And it also turns out that the entirety that I thought I'd seen of Unisal Surger was merely the Hoover Dam scene. Watched over and over, burned into my memory.
2: Probably the best scene in the movie.
1: In the rewatch, everything after Hoover Dam was 100% new to me. So I'm counting both towards my hundo. Yay! Excellent. Good job. But this also really scares the hell out of me. I'm oh, al- yeah, your brain's deteriorating and rotting, Scott. <laughs> I've always been so devout in my hundo. If I know that I've watched only a fraction of a movie, yeah, me too. then I wouldn't count it until I watch the whole damn thing. However, just how many universal soldiers are out there that I truly believe that I've seen but haven't? If I can't rely on my memory, then what have I got? Take care, guys. That, Scott.
2: That's true, man. That's the eternal question of all of our favorite sci-fi. Uh, what What makes us... Who are we... If we can't trust our memories, how, how am I not myself? 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 I not myself? Uh, very funny that he. And then I, uh, I checked his. He's on Twitter. He's on a Facebook guy. He's a Twitter guy, but he's doing his hundo over there. Gave. Uh, oh, Drew, you, you would. So you're not on Twitter, no. so you're missing these. No. You would. Appre- you'll appreciate.
1: Those. Maybe my account
2: did. Oh. They, oh yeah. No. True, at True Chicago, <laughs> appreciates all. <laughs> No, we're going to run through Scott. Uh, Scott's on Twitter. I'm going to pull up my hashtag, CrespoHundo2020, uh, where people who are... Oh, we just got a new one. How to Train Your Dragon 2, rating 7 out of 10 from Larry. All right, I'll retweet that. Um, you can use the hashtag on Twitter, and I uh, fave and retweet everything. And then also, if you're in a Facebook group, people play along over there. Uh, I cover all my bases. I put them everywhere, even on Instagram. All right, here we go. He watched Koyana's uh, Katsi for the first time. Cool. Which is awesome. Oh, f- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then he changed his thing to Koyana's Katsi, which is very fun. Very very good, Scott. Very, very good. So let me go backwards. Uh... Oh, and then do you remember Bill sent this to me years ago and I remembered it? Did I ever show you GIF Yana's Katsi? GIF Yana's Katsi? <laughs> it's uh, just the. A- Fucking someone set up an app, a bot, you, you play, and it plays a couple of Philip Glass songs from Koyan Scotty, but it uses the Giphy keyboard, Jiffy keyboard? to a Giphy keyboard, to pull random GIFs, Images, yeah, uh, and then just plays them under the music. Sounds and if, right. And if it's like, it's slow music and fast music, and depending on the music they use, uh, they worked. find the right yeah. image. Yeah. That's very, very funny. And it's a random Giphyan Uh So I sent him that, because... He deserves it. <laughs> no. You watch Koyaanis Katsu, you deserve it. Um, I have to find this one. Going back. His number 42 movie, No Holds Barred. Yes. <laughs> Damn you, Crespo. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you guys for making me watch garbage. <laughs> not even so bad it's good. No. This is objectively awful. Yes. <laughs> Haven't listened to the pod, but I will. That it's going to change my mind. No, it won't. <laughs> Hashtag if not for a one star. Uh... And then he tweeted a follow-up to that. I'm quite relieved that Drew and I came to the same <laughs> objectively bad conclusion. He put bad in quotes because uh-huh. he used the word bad. I'm pretty sure he used the word awful. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, the yeah. That, that, that sounds more like what I'd
2: say. Yeah. It does, that's
1: I'm a little more descriptive and definitive with my hate. That's more your, more <laughs> your
2: vocab. Yeah. Uh, okay, Escape from New York, he gave three stars. I thought I at least seen some of this I hadn't damn what a fun movie love the music hate the board 9 <laughs> Uzi with a 18 inch suppressor and a 12 inch scope movie weapon hall of fame yeah three stars and then what was the other one he mentioned Universal Soldier uh, definitively War score one star thought I'd seen all this a long time ago turns out not so much memory is an unreliable witness and this is an unarrival movie aka unmemorable aka crap ooh Universal Soldier oh man you think that's bad because mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: you, have, you have not seen bad
2: i mean uh, you, he may have seen the music video bad michael jackson boom, 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 that's a great boom, that's a, martin scorsese boom, 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 boom. i mean that's it, it, if universal soldier is bad man yeah i mean what, it, what do you think it, of some it, of these other movies it, that are it, out there in the it's, world
1: that m- music video was so good that it spawned an equally good word on music video so
2: good i'm <laughs> All oh, they had to do was copy it with bad suits. So like, good. This, this is still good. <laughs> still good. This is still good. They got that white. There's a zoom in. of a got eating this size of pizza. <laughs> he's on skates, but he's not moving. Um, sorry, those are Scott's uh, follow-ups on those movies. We appreciate the email, buddy. And your patronage. and hope you're enjoying some of the movies uh, as much as you're not enjoying some of them. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, we got an email from Gabe. What's up, Gabe? It's entitled "A24 whore." I would have done it, "A24
2: <laughs> That That's Drew's punch up. Uh, so take that note as you will, Gabe.
1: Uh, my sister left me Amazon Prime, which I forgot, and upon discovery, found "A24's Lighthouse." Oh yeah, uh, I had just rented it and was pissed off that I could see it for free, so I decided to look up all the the Amazon library of of eight two four I could. Got some, yeah. With the intention of not looking at descriptions and just picking titles that I can recall not watching. Mm-hmm. Last Man in San Francisco. Yes. Some parts are very spike lee and it's visual symbols without being over the top spikely. I do like the climax in some of the points it makes. On research, found out the director is a San Fran native, and son of an activist who this
2: seems very personal. Overall, good debut for this director. Speaking of uh, unreliable memory, you witnessed Flashback uh, Man San Francisco kind of plays that mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Climax? Yeah, the uh, Gaspar No dance movie. Uh, at first, I thought I was
1: watching a documentary, uh, then thought it was morphing into some 90-minute music video, but then I recognized the mummy lady, so I was like, oh... This a movie, Sofia <laughs> It's shot in one continuous frame like Birdman or 1917, but also reminds me of Suspiria in a way. Hmm. Looked up Gaspar No after and saw he did Enter the Void, yes. which absolutely makes sense. <laughs> this guy does drugs, right? <laughs> I, you know, I mean... <laughs> So here's the thing. He may be one of these guys either, who either, either he does
2: all of the drugs. Or none of them.
1: Or none of them. And he's one of those guys, which makes it even scarier. It makes it even scarier. Like, he, <laughs> hate, he
2: hates drugs. He's like, I use film to change your mind. Uh, yeah, I guess we no, no movies or something else. Enter the void. Uh, Vern, who wrote Psychology. uh, my favorite quote about that movie is a Vern quote, mm-hmm. where he said, it's either the most interesting, boring movie he's ever seen, or the most boring, interesting movie he's ever seen. <laughs> okay. But he doesn't know which one it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very fair. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. That's, that's, that is four movies, for sure.
1: Uh, next one was High Life.
2: Yes! That's on Amazon as well. I forgot about that.
1: What a disappointment. Aww. I know nothing of this film, only Robert Pattinson and A24. Yes. This movie comes and goes, and not much is accomplished. It seems like a premise that is three rough drafts from a final story. <clears throat> Pattinson is fine in this, was pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. at the Andre Benjamin cameo, yeah. but this film is pretentious in that it's trying to say something and nose-dived into nothingness.
2: Interesting take on Declare the Knee high life.
1: Uh, Midnight Gospel Hey, I watched this as well Oh yeah, okay, excellent uh, Watch two and a half episodes of this trippy animation on Netflix It's like a podcast interview mixed with a loose story uh, To a slow frame rate Nick and Mo- Rick and Morty logic Beavis and Butthead inspired psychedelic cartoon It looks like it should be on Adult <laughs> Swim somehow Worth a snooze watch slash get high watch if you're bored I don't know, it's entertaining enough
2: Interesting He gives. A, it sounds like three fines on the fine scale yeah. uh, for him On uh, that one. Not too enthusiastic. And Extraction. Oh, yeah. yeah, A lot of people watching this one.
1: The cinematography and colors are really rich and great. Kind of Man on Fire meets Taken meets The Rock. Yeah, those look nice. A strong thought I had 15 minutes in. What's with his white savior thing? Not an indictment of Hemsworth. I like him and he makes a great action star. But there is a Great Wall slash Last Samurai slash Ghost in the Shell tingling in my brain. Mm. It's not bad. Quite entertaining overall, positive experience. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. I, I gave the assessment of it felt like the Great Wall to me, where it like it felt like a foreign film. Yeah. with with a, a huge American actor thrown in,
2: which is very funny because it is an American production, being a Russo yeah, uh, movie. But they just were like, we we want a foreign locale, so it's sort of like culture tourism in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it was originally set in, I think, the Philippines, then they moved it to Bangladesh at another point. Um, it's sort of like when Ryan Gosling went into Lost River, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and he shot oh. that in like the ravaged South. Yeah, yeah. What, that, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's back when he thought he was Nicholas Winding Raffin. Yeah, he
2: gave it a shot. He said, I want to make a movie. I want to make a Nicholas Winding Raffin movie. <laughs> And you know what? It's just as fine as some of a wedding's (laughs) bad (laughs) news. It's just as good as only God forgives. So whatever, he did it. Uh, He's like, I know your tricks. Um, He got uh, called out for uh, poverty plagiarism uh, Mm. because poverty porn. Because it's like, yeah, you're just going down to these fucked up neighborhoods and using them as uh, free backdrops, essentially Mm. cheap backdrops uh, just for like cheap set dressing and maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's the same. You set your movie in Bangladesh because it's like yeah. Now it's we can just use their culture, being foreign to us. Now it's adding a new flavor to everything, versus something set in like well Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, that's it for the emails. Yep. Well, I really appreciate the emails, guys. Thank you very much. Just three emails. Two. Oh, because one of them was then the email mm-hmm. was for, yep. for the for Matt with the. Uh, the, the link. All right, so let's talk about some of these uh, movie theaters opening, and closings, uh, people getting mad at each other. So Universal announced that they made a hundred million dollars on VOD, mm-hmm. which sparked a whole bunch of articles about is this the death of movies? Blah blah, which it's not. And then AMC head of AMC first off, uh, like a month ago, before Trolls came out, uh, one of the heads of a uh, one of the chains, I think it was AMC, was like we we theater exhibitors have long memories and we'll know uh, who does what during this time. And now they just came out and said that the AMC head was like, Universal movies will not play in our theaters because they have uh, jumped the window. And instead of pushing all the movies out, they're putting some directly on VOD. Uh, Regal then put out a statement that was a little more hedged. And they're like, we will not play any movies. Not They didn't like blanket a, a studio. Yeah. But they said, we will not play any movies that don't abide follow by window. Follow the Window, yeah. the 90-day window. Any day and date stuff, we will not play. Uh, so they came out on the side of exhibitors, but it was much more a softer thing. But anyway, so now this is public war awards. It also started because the head of universal, I don't know if it was necessarily the head. It might be the new guy, the new head. He, uh, was like, yeah, VOD, now it's a viable thing. Maybe we'll just go to streaming, you know, uh, the theatrical experiences and what it used to be, blah, blah, blah. So theaters were like, fuck you. We ain't playing none of your movies. And then he's already come out whoa 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 my bad I didn't say <laughs> it. so it's all just like posturing public posturing for behind the scenes negotiations when theaters reopen up they're probably going to try to angle to get a bigger cut of the pie mm-hmm. they already have to give like X amount yeah like you know. 50% of the movie ticket has to go back to the studio that's why your bucket of popcorn costs $9 because that you know that's where they're really trying to make their money Yeah,
1: well, that is where their highest profit margins are
2: so <laughs> they have to uh, maybe they can uh get some of that cut back they got no
1: choice. on I mean, those it's, tickets it's it's the same reason why your you know vodka soda at the
2: restaurant costs seven dollars gotta pay for everything yeah my vodka soda at the movie theater is costing seven dollars as well exactly now because now they have well actually they don't have vodka but the beer is seven dollars mm-hmm. all right exactly so um it's all, it all comes down to money and profits and movie theaters aren't going anywhere uh when they reopen now, that's obviously a big old changing thing. And mm-hmm. it's a we have this stupid state to state issue of I mean, not necessarily stupid. Some states got hit harder than others. New York, California have more shit to deal with. Washington has more shit to deal with. Than
1: fucking South Dakota. Than fucking South
2: Dakota. <laughs> uh, but <coughs> uh, because of meatpacking plants and prisons being in rural areas and all those stuff still being open, now the rural are. Rural outbreaks are beginning to manifest, mm-hmm. uh, all centered around yep. those spots. So, I mean, it's a it's a virus that knows no socio political uh, boundaries. Everyone doesn't like, know any boundaries, right? It's just that's a that's a problem. It, it doesn't know social distancing. It has no boundaries. Come
1: on, virus, be cool, bro. It's like nah, bro. I want to be inside you. Ah, oh, fuck
2: you. So the uh, no,
1: no, no. I'm the one being inside you.
2: Like that's brutal. That's not good. And the uh, so like Texas or is reopening right making a big deal georgia they're reopening uh so movie theaters I mean, now
1: florida to a point
2: florida they allow the all these actually most states majority of states that gave out these two to four week orders um they're not extending the orders so now it's becoming complicit on uh business owners to make sure that uh, safety standards are whatever So movie theaters are putting out ideas. They're trying to figure out, well, do we have uh, temperature check-ins, you know, that already it's being done around the world in many places? Mm -hmm. Uh, Do we have, um, what capacity do we operate at? 25%, 50% uh, theater seating. Seating is uh, assigned anyway, so they can't block off a whole bunch of seats. I was about
1: to say, all they have to do is put a seat or however many seats they deem necessary between
2: the tickets that they sell. Right, exactly. Sorry, uh, these are already quote-unquote sold. But, but you are still sitting in a room with like, you know, 30 other people mm-hmm. all breathing the same air. So uh, are masks going to be required in movie theaters? Or am I going to have to sit there with my bandana, which is only effective for 30 minutes or so, because the moisture in my breath then makes it ineffective? Mm-hmm. That, it, that's, a, that's a quick fix. It's not meant to be an all-day thing, the, the bandana look, as much as I, uh, I like it.
1: Well, maybe you gotta walk in 2 yeah, our movie, better bring four bandanas with you. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden up on the screen, goes bandana, off, bandana beep, switch. Beep, beep, beep.
2: <laughs> I go from white to blue. They're coated. My bandanas are coded. Oh, we're in black bandana territory. That means the movie's about to end. Um, Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> there you go, Chris. I solved the problem. This is the way the world works out. Uh, So we got AMC and Regal and theaters are all being pissed at each other. But also, like, Regal and AMC are not not going to play Fast Nine when it comes out next yeah, year. So, a yes. billion dollar movie, they're not, not going to play it. So it's it's all a bunch of banging your chest uh, uh, Tarzan stuff. Um, Academy Awards changing their rules just a little bit. I saw that, not not completely. People obviously want to see the headline and be like, oh shit. Uh, like extraction f- is not uh, eligible or whatever. I mean, but no, no, no. That's not. You gotta get into the. You gotta get into the nitty I gritty mean, of it.
1: Not that it would be even be nominated anyway.
2: Um, as per Variety, movies like Trolls, World Tour, and uh, King of Staten Island, which Universal bumped, uh, that debut on VOD will be eligible for awards consideration. However. However. Films debuting on digital platforms will have to have a planned theatrical release as well as their product available on a streaming platform made that's uh, made specifically for Academy members. They have their own streaming service okay. to make it easier for them to see Academy-nominated uh, movies or eligible movies, I should say. Um, if theaters reopen before the end of the year, the seven-day screening window in New York and LA is back. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So... Um, For example, Trolls World Tour is now out on VOD. Mm -hmm. If they want it to be eligible for uh, animated Best Picture uh, at the Oscars and theaters reopen by the end of the year, they have to put it back in theaters uh, to let it play for at least a week. Even if by that point it's... They printed the DVDs. Mm-hmm. It's at home. Well, it, still, it's I already mean, fucked out of shelf life.
1: N- normally, right before the Oscars, they most theater chains do that fucking Oscar-omnied run all over it. They, they might
2: do some of that anyway. So, that's very true. Absolutely. So, uh, But that's also a sort of a gambit to then help the home revenue services and things like that. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how this all plays out. So movies that debut streaming-wise, the, the caveat has to be like, they had a theatrical release. It wasn't going to be a streaming movie anyway. It's something designed to come out in theaters, and it only came out VOD because the theaters weren't available. Mm-hmm. It's much different from like now, all movies are available to for the academy, you know. Um. So let's see here. Uh, oh, couple, and then these are also a couple interesting articles. Episodes can go a little long today because I do want to throw in some non-COVID stuff, but this is truly fascinating. Tyler Perry, savior of Hollywood, question mark? That was meant to be heard in like an ironic sort of. Okay. Um, also, because he's in Atlanta. Yeah. He's in Georgia. But he has his, you know. Studios. Yeah. yeah Studios. His awesome studio with like the Denzel Washington stage and, and the Oprah Winfrey stage. And the and fake White House. Yeah. The fake White y- House. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I love and hate this guy for so many different complex reasons. But this is some of the stuff that I love, and this is some outside of the box thinking that could get productions uh, back up and running. At least his productions. All right, here we go. Uh, Tyler Perry has been a maverick of uh, blah blah blah. Tyler Perry Studios, et cetera, et cetera. Here we go. Um, really? I don't remember. I, I don't remember Tyler Perry in the movie Maverick. Well, in terms of like getting his own movies made and how profitable they are, you know, he, he started with. His first movie that he made had a budget of, like, under $10 million. Uh, by his last Medea movie, he was getting paid $20 million just to play Medea. Jesus. Yeah. So, he he figured it out, you know, for his needs. Um, he's also very prolific, which is part of the problem, mm-hmm. Uh Like every episode of his shows, like he writes everything because he's he insists that it's like it just comes out of him, and maybe he is a little uh, touched that kind of way. Um, But he works very fast, which is also part of the problem. Speaking of deadline, over the weekend, Perry shared a plan to get production on his multiple TV series up and running in June. Okay, at his studios, Um, a strict protocol that involves testing and sequestering. The show's mm. cast and crew on the sprawling lot. There's a specific reason why Tyler Perry can uh, um, uh, think about this, can can even question, not a question, what's the word I'm looking for? Can consider doing this. It's because uh, one 22 episode season of a Tyler Perry series is shot in two and a half weeks.
1: Oh yeah. Hey, listen. You're staying in this hotel, uh, or we've converted this building to dorms. Yeah. Uh, you'll hey. be staying here for the next two and a half weeks. Then you go home.
2: You'll be here for three weeks, maybe four yeah. tops. A month tops. Uh, compare that to a typical broadcast. Uh, twenty-two episode series takes eight months to shoot. Yeah. He gets that shit done in two and a half weeks. Uh, so that's it. A possible plan of his one way studios can get up and running mm-hmm. they're talking about in california slowly allowing uh issuing permits to very small productions um so your bigger productions like the batman and all that stuff that's been on hold that's still going to continue to be on hold until they can figure out a way to work in, in very 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 small rooms uh, or very small crews um so we do have an idea though A vague timeline-ish As of now It's looking like July Or August Is when we can start seeing Some of those permits being issued So The summer thing starts That's the thing Uh, uh, All the content that's been made Apparently We're getting ready to run out of it All this content, Drew that's a lot of content. All that content. But it's all it's all about to quote dry up. The new stuff. The mm. quote new stuff. The new new. The, the new that new new. That N U N U is about to dry up. Uh, because productions all been halted. Uh, but that's fine. That gives me time to go back and watch all the stuff that I can finally watch the wire. Seriously, right? I, I
1: can finally watch the Sopranos. <laughs> it's good. That's what I hear. That's <laughs> what I hear,
2: Chris. Um, mentioned, um, King of Staten Island, the Judd Apatow directed, Pete Davidson written, starring comedy, Universal moved it from theaters to streaming this summer. Uh, a Seth Rogen comedy has also been shifted. Uh, and it's called American Pickle. This sounds weird. American Pickle is being moved to hbo max and uh he plays a uh a, a, a laborer who immigrates to america in 1920 seth rogan herschel greenbaum uh to create a new life for himself he winds up taking a job at a food processing plant falls into a vat of pickles the brine preserves him for 100 years <laughs> where he wakes up in 2020 his uh, only descendant is a computer coder named Ben also played by Seth Rogen. Uh, and then they put out and then they put out a picture of Seth Rogen as uh, what's his name Herschel Greenbaum on Twitter. Well actually he put it out. Look at that picture of him as an old 1920s immigrant Jewish immigrant. It looks
1: like he just came off the set of
2: the lighthouse. Uh, he. You're right, doesn't he? He, <laughs> loves, he does look very lighthouse. Like, like he that. looks like like he should be
1: one of those dudes coming off the beginning, being like, "All right, you guys have fun." Yeah. <laughs> There's
2: some fucked up shit happening <laughs> on that island, guys. Don't don't leave the seagulls alone. Um, leave the gulls alone and try not
1: to masturbate so much.
2: So, an American pickle will be out this summer. Interesting. Oh, sounds ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah it does. Uh, but I'm looking forward to HBO Max, man. Yeah. In a few weeks, that's debuting. I'm already paying for HBO. I was about to say, but, no change in price. Ugh. Oh, so, like, unnecessarily excited for it. I <laughs> uh, already mentioned Pete Davidson's movie, King setting Satan on it, going straight to video, which makes you think it's not very good. I mean, it's probably not. They, that they couldn't sit on it for a little mm-hmm. bit, even for, until, like, Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, fuck it. We'll just go ahead and make a quick hundo million. Uh, call it a day. Call it a day. Um, Scarlett Johansson talking about playing Black Widow. She was the second choice runner-up, not the first choice to play the character. Okay. And apparently, this was news back in the day, and uh, I just I don't know if I didn't know or I just forgot about it, or, or just what. didn't care. Didn't, or probably at the time we really care, but for Iron Man two, it was announced that Emily Blunt hmm. was indeed cast to be Black Widow. Okay. And then uh, she could not fulfill those obligations due to scheduling conflicts with another movie. And we've got Scarlett Johansson instead. Emily Blunt having gone on to Edge of Tomorrow and Sicario. Yeah, I could see her being Black Widow. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah.
1: Funny. I mean, especially after Edge of Tomorrow.
2: Hell yeah, after Edge Tomorrow. She's such a badass in that movie. Holy shit. Uh, it's all planking and stuff. I ain't doing no planks. It's, that seems like work. Yeah. I'll do a plank if you put a donut on the ground and tell me that's how I gotta eat that donut. I'm like, I'll eat that donut.
1: Yeah. Mary Poppins can fucking kill you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know what things she can do with that umbrella? <laughs> scary. Downright scary. Um. So that's interesting. Scarlett Henson revealed that. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, this is a weird story. He won't stop making fun of Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, this is like, It's like his favorite thing ever. It's his favorite punching bag. Someone, some rando. Well, I think that's just because
1: he's his own favorite punching bag. And since it was universally book. reviled, he might as well just have
2: fun with but he it. He has to jump on the bandwagon of hating it. Someone tweeted at him very recently. Green Lantern is available to rent for 99 cents on Apple TV. It's been nine years. Should I do it? No. At Vance City Reynolds. He retweets walk away.
1: <laughs> Just walk away. I mean, he's right. <laughs> Just to walk away.
2: Not even a daughter. no. No. I do want to rewatch watch it uh, to see the little bit of Taika Watiti that's in it as the yeah. friend, which uh-huh. is weird. Is it Taika Watiti or is it Tim? right? No, it's
1: him. That's so weird.
2: <laughs> and at the time, I was like, is that Richard Ayoade? I didn't know what was going on. No. I was so confused. Yeah. No. Uh, I kind of really want to re-watch it. Just, just how bad is it? From the director of GoldenEye and Quant- no, uh, Casino Royale, as well as other movies. Martin Campbell. I think it is. I... It's just a weird choice to direct that movie. Well, no, exactly
1: because it relies so heavy on CG. Yeah, like, there's not really a lot of directing to be done. <laughs> not
2: his, not his real house at all. Uh, do you know about the Discworld series? Have you ever, ever heard of T- Discworld? Uh, for some reason, it does sound familiar. So there's this fella named Terry Pratchett who wrote a whole series called Discworld. He is dead. His family is a estate type of deal. D I S C world. D I S C world. Uh, Discworld is a sci-fi-ish series, fantasy series in which uh, the world is a flat earth okay. that is on the back of four elephants. It's a disc. Which in turn are on the back of a giant turtle, tortoise, floating through space. That's based on some sort of strange mythology. So uh, a whole series, 40 books have been published in this comic fantasy series. And it is now coming to TV. I
1: worked the Flat Earthers. are going to love it.
2: Uh, Discworld is... uh, It says here, Discworld is made up of a series of interconnected stories that takes inspiration from and parodies the works of J.R.R. Tolkien. Mm -hmm. So we got Lord of the Rings. Robert E. Howard. So we got some Conan. H.P. Lovecraft. So we got some Lovecraft. Charles Dickens. So we got some uh, Oliver Twist. And uh, some guy named William Shakespeare. Who the fuck that guy was?
1: Uh, assuming he was actually
2: even a person assuming he was even real uh, so BBC looks like BBC will be working on the Discworld series um, The oh, this is interesting the final Discworld book was completed in 2014 shortly before Pratchett's death in 2015 uh, but his works have seen a boom in adaptations lately with The Amazing Maurice and His Educated Rodents recently adapted into an animated film and the acclaimed "Good Omens," which Terry Pratchett co penned with Neil Gaiman, mm-hmm. become an equally acclaimed Amazon series. Last say, I, rem- year. I I was like, "I
1: th- that name sounds so familiar. I gotta check it out." So There you go. Yeah, he, he did correct "Good Omens."
2: Uh, so keep an eye on Discworld coming soon. Speaking of coming soon, we got the Hellraiser TV series, uh, being done for HBO Max or maybe just HBO proper. Yeah, for HBO. David Gordon Green, who has I swear to God, this guy has the weirdest career. I know, right? He started <laughs> making tiny little comedies. <laughs> not even actually. His first few films were dramas. Uh George Washington, <clears throat> all the you ever see all the real girls? That, that was like Zoe Deschanel's first movie, okay. essentially. And it was Danny McBride's first movie, where he was on that production just as like uh he a writer. Yeah, like helping out. And um the actor, that the cast that role dropped out and he agreed to do it. And that was the beginning of Danny McBride's acting career. Um, we were see snow angels with Sam Rockwell. Yes. That, that was his last, like serious movie, <clears throat> like serious, straight up drama film. After that, he did pineapple express. Huh. And then he got, that's when he got into his weird stoner comedy run, which even includes that, uh, Baby, the Sitter, the babysitter movie he did with Jonah Hill. He even did that thing. Oh, yeah. Also with Sam Rockwell, right? He has a weird career, man. And then uh, he scaled back a bit. He did that Joe movie with Nick yeah. Cage, mm-hmm. uh, killing the trees yep. and stuff. Speaking of trees and stuff. Um, and now the revival of the horror franchise Halloween. with Halloween. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it was good. This, this guy's a weirdo, man. It, was, yeah, really it was, was really good. And now he set his sights on, on Hellraiser at HBO. He's going to direct the pilot in several episodes. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you. Oh, that, that right. alert means it's the end of the episode. The... Uh, the Hellraiser I've only seen the, I haven't bothered watching any of the sequels that Hellraiser movie is amazing but it's like it's brutal to watch well yeah it, it is gross because it's it, it it's, it's the whole
1: pleasure pain yeah dynamic Ugh. which is odd stuff yeah. to making I mean it fits right into the horror genre I it, get it it's but. right in that wheelhouse it's, per,
2: it's perfect <laughs> yeah. I love the lore I love everything behind it yeah. <laughs> oh man uh-huh. it's one of the sweatiest grimiest fucked up uh, I love it yeah. for that reason. Lot, but it's hard to watch. Lots of needles, uh, needles, <laughs> and hooks, and and flesh being pulled and ripped, and uh, it's like I don't need to watch that. I can't wait for the series. I'll, mm-hmm. I will watch the series at least once with like my my hands over my eyes looking through my fingers. It's gonna be a lot of stomach vaginas. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay, running down a few more stories. I'm gonna run through them pretty quick. Olivia Munn. Uh, who had that whole thing with the predator when she found out that she shared a scene with a real predator, mm-hmm. a sexual predator. And uh, she made a big stink about it. And then she was like, fuck, fuck Hollywood. Yeah. Like, I don't got to be an actress. I can do other stuff. Uh, she's continuing to burn some Hollywood bridges, which I'm, I'm I'm here for it. This is great. She was in X-Men Apocalypse. Yes, yeah, she was. She What's the name of that character? with the sh- Psylocke. Thank you. Uh, she quotes here, Brian Singer made that movie, right? Mm-hmm. When we shot X-Men, I never shot a huge movie like that before. I didn't know what was right or wrong, but I did know that it seemed strange that Brian Singer could check out and say he had a thyroid issue. Instead of going to a doctor in Montreal, which is a very high-level working city, he had to go to LA. And he was gone for almost 10 days is my recollection. And he said, continue, keep filming. We'd be on set. I remember there's a big scene that we have and we'd come back from lunch. Then one of Brian's assistants would come up and show us a cell phone with a text message on it. With a text message saying, hey guys, I'm busy right now, but just go ahead and start film without me. Because <laughs> that's how you make. That's how you make movies. That's how you make a $200 million. Well,
1: that's how you make X-Men movies. <laughs>
2: Apparently. That's, that's, Ellen Page said very similar things about Brett Ratner having his nose and his blueberry the whole time. Blackberry. What were those things? Raspberry. Okay, I never thought any of it was normal, but I didn't realize that other people also thought it wasn't normal. And the other people who thought it wasn't normal would be people at high levels, people who make decisions on whether to hire this person. Come to find out it is really strange and it wasn't okay, but this person is allowed to continue to go on. Fox still gives him Bohemian Rhapsody, and then we all know what happened, end quote. Mm-hmm. For people who don't remember what happened, Brian Singer was fired with a few weeks left of uh, on Bohemian Rhapsody, because he pulled a similar, I gotta leave, and left the set. For that one, he claimed that like his mom was sick. He's mm-hmm. so, like, I gotta go be with my mama. And uh, they were like, if you leave, uh, this is gonna be a problem. He left anyway. He was fired. Uh, even after being fired, Drew, he was given Red Sonja, mm-hmm. and he was gonna direct Red Sonja. And then some more shit came up.
1: And, and finally someone was like, you've know,
2: enough. You know what, maybe we shouldn't make this movie with the... Uh, a uh, 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 alleged sexual offender, because then he has all this other shit. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's bad. He got me tooed. <clears throat> so Olivia Munn dropping some uh, some real nuggets of truth on uh, his lack of involvement in his own movies, and that it's a miracle some of these things ever get made. It also gives credence to how um, what's the same? the guy who ended up making. Uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix Mm -hmm. the Dark Phoenix one. Simon Kinberg he was like he produced all the movies and he was like on some of these ones I was the real director because Singer wasn't even around
1: I guess we know which ones those were Mm -hmm.
2: like he's the quote real Mm -hmm. director of uh, the one who held it all together on Days of Future Past which is actually a pretty good movie I was about to say That's the, the, all the ones Maybe the best It's, it's funny when you see uh, Now First Class works Because it's a Matthew Vaughn movie And he was involved He wasn't fucking off it, And it's his movie You can see how it's different From all yeah. the other X-Men movies um, But knowing all the shit It's a miracle Days of Future Pass Is even watchable Let alone good Yeah But it is It's good I think I, well, If I remember correctly I, I know Memory Scott <laughs> Wait did I even watch it? Maybe I didn't watch it you didn't. That's the, maybe you like, jumped the whole thing. I jumped. That's the lesson i was supposed to take from Scott's email. Um, a couple of Staheski Matrix John Wick related news. First off, uh, Stahhesky is concerned about how he's going to top the stunts from John Wick Three for John Wick Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of his direct quotes is, uh, "Horses. How do I top horses?" So. He, well, yeah. <laughs> so rest assured, he is staying up late at night. Figuring his out. I'm like, am I, gonna, I gotta do something. Better than horses. Like, what the fuck do we do? <laughs> we paint ourselves into a corner with this goddamn movie. Hey,
1: seriously. You should come,
2: uh, somehow get lightsabers into it. Just, guys, come on. We're there already. He did admit that uh, making John Wick three, he got to the point where it was almost self parody. Like we, it, yeah. Now we really push it to this wacky action thing. Uh huh. Uh That we never we actually didn't initially intend, but it, it is what it is now. So, <laughs> so so, you're you're on
1: horses, yeah. they're on motorcycles, yeah. and you're still killing them all. Oh, this is so we
2: are beyond ridiculous now. They've totally fast and furious that shit yeah. uh, to the point where like, all right, this is what it is. <laughs> we got to figure it out. Uh Meanwhile. Uh Stellhesky and David Leach, uh, I believe, are both on board with um yeah, they are. Both of them have been brought on to help with the conceptualization of the action of the Matrix four. So they're back. Bring it all back they're around. All back. All back around. Uh now they did shoot the action for the a lot of the John Wicks, not the John Wicks, the Matrixes. But they won't be on doing second assistant stuff for Matrix 4 because, uh, according to them, Lana Wachowski is now uh, all about shooting that action. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, Let me see. It's more. Here's a quote from this is from Stelheski. It's more about the creative concept of some of the choreography and backing them up with stuff other than the matrices. Most of their stuff. What makes Lana so great is she directs her own action. We've had second unit directors on some of the Matrixes just because of the logistics involved. But of late, especially on Matrix 4, she's directing her own action. The second units for them are mostly establishing shots, the B sides of some of the compositions for some locations. But she does a lot of action. weaves it in the main unit stuff, which is why their stuff looks so good. Uh they were really cool. Ask us, us asked us to help out with the choreography. And some of the physical training for the guys. So that's what they're doing there. Um, helping a lot of it for a sequence. I think Dave's helping out for a sequence. Lana's come back with a lot of love to have a pseudo-family reunion. So that's been a lot of fun. We just finished doing a sequence in San Francisco before the pandemic started. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's that's cool that they're all coming back together and working it out. Um, final story, Sylvester Stallone was doing a lot of Instagram Q&As. He's been Ahead of the internet indirect with fans game, like before a lot of people, even younger than him, mm-hmm. uh, actors and movie stars and stuff, he was doing uh, like website Q and As and like moderated Q and As, but still doing Q and As and stuff uh, back in 2006. Uh, and he's shockingly good with evolving with uh, some of the social media times. So he's doing some stuff on Instagram, and someone asked him. When do you think you were in your best shape, and when were you in your worst shape? Drew, uh, when do you think he said he was in his worst shape? He gave three answers. There's one that's pretty obvious. Okay, go for it. Copland.
1: Oh, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> he, he, didn't on, even, he didn't even take off his shirt in that one. Right. <laughs>
2: he put on that big old belly. But I think part of the reason he didn't take off his shirt is because like, I bet you his arms and chest are still like pretty jack-looking. Yeah. Because under the shirt, he's still... I watched it pretty recently. He's still kind of like... He looks like a bodybuilder who recently stopped working out. That's what he looks like. Um, But his other answers are actually kind of interesting. And has nothing to do with Bulk. It's the opposite of Bulk, actually. His answer, Copland, believe it or not... That's a joke, obviously. I thought I was really in terrible shape in Rhinestone because I was way too thin. I had to get thin for certain reasons, and I overdid it. Same thing with... Grudge Match. Remember Grudge Match? The, the boxing movie do it, with Robert De Niro oh, yeah. like six years ago? Uh, I was much heavier than Robert De Niro so I had to come down and wait to make it look plausible and that was uncomfortable. And here's a picture of him standing in front of De Niro for that movie where he does look smaller than he does normally. Oh, yeah. Not that much smaller no. but yeah. he does have a big head. Maybe that's what he's concerned about. Um, and then for his best shape, Drew... You want to take a guess on that one? If you want to think about that, best shape movies. I mean, probably one of the middle Rockies because
1: he's very eighties. He's ex- the first Rocky, like he's big. Yep. But he's he actually looks like a boxer. No, exactly. Yeah. Like he, he he's, he's got some padding so he can yeah. take the hits. Yeah. In the middle Rockies movies, like he was just leaning fucking.
2: Cut. He just looks stupid shredded. Yeah. You're right. Um, best shape, best shape was. Cliffhanger and Rambo three and Rocky four. Okay, yeah, which are about right, which are yeah. all those movies are back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Um, they were almost jammed together by by those were my primal years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it is funny speaking. I'm not taking a shirt off in Cliffhanger. He didn't take his shirt off. He did get down to a t shirt, well, but he, because he, of the he cl- t- but he. He was in the mountains. Yes. So he if it's, he took his shirt a, it's, off, it's, completely
1: implausible. Like it's, it's insanely implausible. Just a tank top. We'll will give you a couple
2: of minutes. It's, it's, it's fine. A, yeah, it's already bad enough that he's sounds yeah. just a great t shirt and yeah. we're supposed to believe that he's mountain climbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But man, he wasn't he wasn't great shape for him. Um and then Rainbow Three, of course. So there we go. Stallone talking about uh talking about stuff on the interwebs. Uh and also we did cliffhanger recently mm-hmm. on the Patreon. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna do the rocky movies mm, maybe like a rocky three because that one's fun that's a fun movie up to you Chris. I know but, uh, but we can do we can do those Rambo sequels sequels we can we go sequels we can do those Rambo sequels see that's part of that new old English mm-hmm. when in the future if it's a Rambo sequel it's a sequel what's a Rambo sequel we'll find out on patreon in the future that was your commercial for the week uh Jerusalem Coburn Chris Crosby that brings us to the end of the episode so thank you sir you're welcome and then you are welcome listeners for this week's show uh, we'll be back next week with episode 383 what we can talk about I don't know but it's gonna be about stuff and you gonna enjoy it because what else are you gonna do I mean they can hate it actually the states are reopening so now they have stuff to do excellent peace out